Jeez, look at the beard on that guy. That thing goes down to his dong. I wonder what the longest beard in the world is. Whoa, does that woman have pillows in her shirt or are those are boobs? Those have got to be the biggest jugs I've ever seen. Questions and observations similar to these are what inspired a group of dudes in the early 1950s to create the official record book, the Guinness Book of World Records. In this fireside chat, we'll dive into some of the history of how the record book came to be and some of the weirdest records it contains. From astonishing feats of skill and endurance to flat-out freak shows, the Guinness books have become well-known, entertaining page-turners. While there won't be any discussion about the endowment of Long Dong Silver in this episode, we may just uncover the greatest podcast in the world. So kick back, relax, and have a laugh in our latest... All right, in this fireside chat, we are going to talk a little bit about the history of the Guinness Book World Record and dive into some of the crazy shit that is on the inside of it. Do you have any particularly fond memories about the Guinness Books growing up? Yeah, of course, because it was such a huge deal. It was the book. I don't know if you guys remember there was uh, the book fair, and that was the book that every kid in your class bought. Absolutely. It was pre-internet. I remember, in fact, I remember specifically the 1990 version, which was the silver paperback version. Okay. And I pretty much carried that around with me because (laughs) I spent a lot of my life uh, developing a uh, knowledge of useless facts that served me no good other than uh, as like a conversational piece. And I think that was maybe the beginning. But whenever the book fair came... The Guinness Book of World Records was what everybody went to first, and as soon as we got back into class, you were just digging through. Oh it. yeah, absolutely. You know, and you didn't have, like now it's it's sort of a novelty, I guess, in a sense, because it's so easy to look up information. But you know, 1990, dude, the internet was not uh, really there at all. Right. And uh, so it was amazing to have these sort of facts. And I think there was an interesting story as to why the whole thing started out in the first yeah. place. No, absolutely. So, does the Guinness Book of World Records have anything to do with Guinness beer? It absolutely does. It all started on November 10th, 1951, by a guy of the name Sir Hugh Beaver. Oh, well, yes. Yep, Sir Hugh Beaver, who at the time was the managing director of the Guinness Brewery in Ireland. He went out for a day of bird hunting. He and a fellow hunter got into an argument. What is the fastest game bird in Europe? Was it the golden plover or the red grouse? Okay. I had to Google both of those. I knew what a grouse was, but you know I had no idea what a is, yeah. golden plover. I never plover. expected a grouse to be particularly fast. I thought it was like a pheasant, but whatever. Definitely a game bird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the story is that they took the argument to their town's local pub called the Castle Bridge House, where he realized that it was impossible to confirm in reference books whether or not the golden plover was indeed Europe's fastest game bird. Beaver knew that there must be numerous other uh, questions debated nightly in pubs throughout Ireland, but there was no book in the world which to settle arguments like this. He realized then that a book supplying the answers to this sort of question might prove popular. Beaver's idea became a reality when a Guinness employee, Christopher Chataway, recommended that Beaver meet some of his friends from college, Norris and Ross McWhorter. The two brothers had been running a fact-finding agency in London. In 1951, the brothers published Get Your Marks, and that year they founded an agency to provide facts and figures to Fleet Street. So Fleet Street is a historically old road in central London that's been around since the Roman days, but it evolved into where most of the British national newspapers set up shop. Okay, yeah, Fleet Street is fairly popular, or at least it's it's a common term or something. Right, yeah. yeah so like I said, you have Savile Row, which is where people make suits. Mm-hmm. Fleet Street was where the newspapers were at. I that's guess. exactly right. 
In Norris McWhorter's words, their fact-finding agency was to supply facts and figures to newspapers, yearbooks, encyclopedias, and advertisers. Both brothers had also worked for BBC as sports reporters, and Norris was actually the timekeeper when Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. It was said that Beaver was very impressed with the two men when he got a chance to meet them, and the brothers were commissioned to compile what would become the Guinness Book of World Records in August 1954. A couple thousand copies were printed and given away. They soon realized that the book was going to be a hit. The first edition was 198 pages and was finalized August 27, 1955. By Christmas that year, it was at the top of the bestsellers list in Britain. Okay. So, four months. Yeah, I mean, because it's so obvious. It's intriguing. People love this shit, Absolutely. Uh, Now, a question, though. Where does Guinness come in on this? That's Beaver. Beaver was the managing director of Guinness Brewery. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he kind of locked, you know, kind of lumped it in with uh, the company he's working for. Did Guinness fund it to... No, it was uh, Mr. Beaver that did it. He was a successful dude kind of his whole life gotcha, and wound okay. up being the head honcho at Guinness. Okay. Um, but, you know, one, I don't know if it was for advertising purposes or what, but kind of lumped the name into it. Right. Okay. So there it is. There's the tie-in. It was a marketing giveaway. It wasn't supposed to be a moneymaker, said Beaver. The following year, it launched into the U.S. and sold 70,000 copies. Since then, Guinness World Records has gone on to become a record breaker in its own right with sales of over 100 million copies in 100 different countries and 37 languages. Guinness World Records is the world's best-selling copyrighted book ever. Wow. As of 2019, Guinness Book of World Records is now in its 64th year of publication. Yeah. Biggest copyrighted book in the history. It makes sense. Man. It really does, because yeah. you can't copyright any of the religious books. Or that'd no, be, yeah, because the Bible and all that would be a bigger seller, but in terms of like actual the ability to make money off of something like this is fantastic. But it's great because it's actually more useful. Right. No, I, like, <laughs> but I, and that's the thing. Like, It's so intriguing to so many different people, no matter yeah. what your background is. To find out some of the stuff in there. I remember as a kid looking through the book, seeing the guy that like ate airplanes and bicycles yes. and just crazy shit. Yeah, it is kind of mind blowing too. And it it's just a discussion piece. You yeah. Know? And you're like, dude, did you know this? And it autom- it's almost, I mean, it's really kind of a, a like a, a social uh, drug to help people out talk to other people. It's like, <laughs> you want something interesting to talk about? You want to break the ice? Right. Tell me uh, something interesting that you read in uh, Guinness Book of World That's Records. That's right. Let's have a beer and tell there me you what go. you read today. That's it. The McWhorter brothers began to experience some fame from the publication of the record book. Both brothers were regulars on the BBC show Record Breakers. They were noted for their photographic memory, enabling them to provide detailed answers to any questions from the audience about entries into the Guinness Book of Records. Unfortunately, and as we know, more money comes more problems. According to his Wikipedia page, Ross McWhorter had always advocated for various restrictions on the freedom of the Irish community in Britain, such as making it compulsory for all of them to register with the local police and provide signed autographs of themselves when renting flats or booking into hotels and hostels. So it almost sounds like Irish. Yeah, or it sounds like you have to register like a sex offender. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, especially uh, American listeners here, won't understand uh, the depths of hatred that exists between the uh, Irish and the English for you know centuries, Mm -hmm. and especially around this time because this is really when you get into what they called the Troubles, which was when you had basically almost a civil war in uh, Northern Ireland for independence. And this guy obviously was on the side of, of the British. That's so. right. In addition, McWhorter offered a 50,000-pound reward for information leading to the conviction of several recent high-profile bombings in England that were publicly claimed by the Provisional Irish Republican Army, the IRA. Yeah. 
On November 27th, 1975, at 6.45 p.m., McWhorter was shot and killed by two IRA volunteers, Harry Dugan and Hugh Doherty. Both of them were members of what became known as the Balcom Street Gang, the group whose capture McWhorter had offered the reward for. Well... Yep. He was shot at close range in the head and chest with a three fifty seven Magnum revolver Ooh, outside of his that's home. That's a big old gun, man. Yeah. Took care of business. Yeah. After Ross's death, Norris continued to appear on the show, eventually making him one of the most recognizable people on children's television in the 1970s and 1980s in England. According to Wikipedia, several world records that were once included in the book have been removed for ethical reasons, including concerns for the well-being of potential record breakers. Yeah. For example, publication of the heaviest fish record, uh, many fish owners overfed their pets beyond the bounds of what was uh, healthy, and therefore yeah. the entries were removed. You can't. You got to really almost protect people from themselves at this point. Yeah, it's true. I think that was actually a joke in the Simpsons episode where they were trying to set a world record for Springfield, and Homer went there to try to make something of himself and was like, "I want to set a world record." And they're like, "We don't even do individual world records anymore because people are so stupid. All we do anymore now is just group records. <laughs> so because you, you can't hurt that many people at once. <laughs> this is true." The Guinness Book also dropped records with their eating and drinking records section of the human achievements in 1991 over concerns that potential competitors could harm themselves and exposure to the publisher could bring on potential litigation. These changes include the removal of all spirit, wine, and beer drinking records, along with other unusual records for consuming such unlikely things as bicycles and trees. I remember the guy that ate the bikes. You heard it here first. If you want to have a great time, go get a, a 1990 Guinness Book of World Records and read <laughs> who drank the most vodka in one sitting. I uh, guarantee he's Russian. Uh, it's very possible, yes. But I, that's you know, uh, it's it is uh, makes sense that they have to take that off. But it is sort of sad <laughs> it's, it really because is. it'll really make you feel better. Like you know, you go out there and you get real fucked up. And you're like, man, I think I had about 15 drinks last night. And then you pull out that silver back edition of. Uh, 1990 Guinness World Records, and you're like, that ain't shit, man. <laughs> this guy had 248 <laughs> yeah. or whatever it was. Other records, such as sword swallowing and rally driving on public roads, were closed from further entry as the current record holders had performed beyond what are considered to be safe human tolerance levels. Holy shit, they had rally driving on public on roads? public roads, man. <laughs> God, that's hard. Oh, he said, I set the best world record for the fastest time through a school zone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I definitely remember the guy who ate the bicycles, and I'm pretty sure that guy ate an entire airplane. He did. It was a Cessna. It was all right. Yeah. Yep. So he he ate light bulbs. He ate all that shit. Man, Just a piece oh man. at a time, man. All right. So there is a brief history on how the record book came to be. So let's dive into some of the weird stuff that has made it what it is over the years. Yeah, uh, so I spent some time just kind of browsing around. It, it feels like it's cheating now. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. When you were when we were younger and you had to get these books, you had to just kind of browse through all these uh, legitimate records to find ones that were just totally absurd. But you know, it, now you can kind of Google it and you find some that are uh, just hilarious. Oh, uh, just, yeah. they're insane. I mean, I started off with one. I, like I just would find these articles that would have multiple ones listed. Uh, but one that uh, caught my attention here was uh, the fastest driving tractor. Okay. So how fast do you think the fastest tractor has ever gone? So I'm thinking like the tractor pulls, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, just a full-on tractor, just wide open, going fast the as field, it can go. 45 miles an hour. Okay. There was a guy who's a British mechanic and a motorbike racer, and he achieved a record of 
104 miles an hour. Damn. Before he fine-tuned it and then set it again at 135 miles an hour. Damn. Man. <laughs> Can you imagine a fucking tractor going 135 miles an hour? It probably did a shitty job at harvesting crops I think, or whatever I its think true it was, function was. I think it was on a road. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it blew my mind. It's, again, you're just like, I don't understand. Where's the, 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 the concept here is I think that he gave up because he was a heavy drinker and was like, uh, you know, I can't set this record anymore, so here's something equally dangerous and stupid. There you go. Let's see. Uh, then we have, like, Pete Glazebrook, who has uh, set the world record for an onion. You want to give me a guess? World's largest onion? World's largest onion. Eight pounds. Uh, it was actually almost 18 pounds. 18, 18 pounds? 18-pound onion. Was it a red onion? No, it was. Uh, it looked like a giant piece of garlic when I saw the picture. Really? Yeah, and he was holding it like a baby. He huh. was very proud of this thing. Man, I imagine is, he was. Yeah. Well, it's like so your neighbor, like, oh, come get some tomatoes, and you yeah. go over there, and they got a basket. They're nice tomatoes, but there's one that's like the size of you know your oh, head. Yeah. He's like, like, bow Whoa. down before me. <laughs> look at my onion. I learned an interesting thing this week. Total side note. Okay. Um, if you look at the bottom of a bell pepper. Okay. All right. You know how it has those nodules kind of mm-hmm. at the bottom. Mm-hmm. If it has three bumps. It's a female. Okay. If it has four humps, it's a male. Okay. The females are actually sweeter and better to eat raw. Okay. And the males are better to cook with. Well, okay. That's fascinating. I um, I love bell peppers. I Me think too. I like them better raw, though. But it's, I it's, like them better in a salad or yeah. just kind of dipping in some dip or whatever. It's nice to know. Yeah. But I like to imagine, though, that Pete Glazebrook's onion... As my own blooming onion, because I could eat an entire blooming onion in one sitting. Hell yeah! I mean, I feel like a total greasy scumbag after. Yeah, it's not good for you. Oh man, with that sauce too. It's amazing. Oh yeah, that is on point. Yeah, and man, I I just I'm a big fan. I did not like onions as a kid, but as an adult, I'm big fan. Uh, They're sort of. They're obviously very polarizing or whatever. Depends on how you prep them. You know, eating a white onion like an apple is a <sighs> bad idea. But a blooming onion, man. If you don't like a blooming onion, I just have to check your pulse, man. They're amazing. Thank God for the Australians, right? Yeah, I don't have. They can come up with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Outback Steakhouse literally has nothing Australian about it. I've nothing. said this before, I think, in a show. It always <laughs> blows my mind. Uh, here's another one that was uh, incredibly stupid. All right. Uh, most toilet seats broken by the head in one minute. Huh. Breaking the toilet seat with your head. Let's go 12. Man, 46. Whoa. Yeah. Kevin Shelley of the United States, of course. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 46 break, uh, broken toilet seats over his head. My guesses are way off on this. I guess I'm. No, no, no. This is why. This is because this is what's amazing. <laughs> this is why the book sells so well or the whole concept is so amazing is because when you think about it. Uh, you know, you're just thinking like, yeah, I mean, how many toilet seats? I, one would seem to be enough, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or zero, preferably. But this is why it's so amazing, because you're like, someone took the time and was like, I'll set this world record, and then they blow your mind by how amazing, yeah. like, uh, what a, an extraordinary machine the human body is, right? Uh, it had to be wooden, right? Uh, yeah, it or was uh, wooden, wood? yeah, wooden toilet seats Yikes. broken in a minute. That guy was straight. Yeah. Oh, he was probably loony after that. Uh, dude, do you remember the the, the guy that, uh, this was very uh, early internet video where the guy was going to chop the most coconuts on, they had him on a morning show and yes. there was like 60 of them yeah. lined up. And I don't know if, if you guys don't remember this, you have to go Google it now because to this day it still makes me laugh because this guy had chopped 
zero coconuts, and obviously had broken his hand he by the sixth, up. but Aww. didn't stop until about the twelfth when the news reporter was like, "That's about enough. That's enough, man. You've had enough." His hand was gnarled. Oh, dude, oh it was, it was terrible. Yeah, coconuts are hard as fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's like, hey, chop a billiard ball in half, pretty much. I've, there's that one video going around the internet now. This guy that um, he was like a brick breaking competition mm-hmm. and uh, just an epic fail. He tried to do one like the jump up and elbow break. Oh, yeah. And he got through like one out of three. Then he tried a straight karate chop, didn't break any. And then did another like forced elbow down and got it just was a That's big why fail. It's, it's big fail. Beautiful to watch. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, dude, it's embarrassing and it's just dumb as fuck. It's just a, it's like a self forced error, right? When it's I was an like, own goal, yeah, you scored an own goal <laughs> in, in your own life. When I was like twelve or thirteen, like I thought like board breaking was super cool yeah, and karate and shit. But now that I'm an adult, like eh. yeah, it's pretty actually pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's the demonstration. I'm like yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's another one here. Uh, most watermelons chopped on the stomach in one minute. <sighs> That's dangerous. Are they cutting them with a knife? Machete. Jesus, on your stomach. On this lady's stomach, her name is Celia Curtis. It was achieved by two Australians. Jim Hunter was had the uh, machete, okay. and Celia Curtis allowed uh, him to chop watermelons on her stomach, and they chopped twenty-five watermelons in one minute. Wow! That's, yes, it's one every you know two seconds or so. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> yeah, loudest purr by a domestic cat. Interesting. Okay. Now Was the this difficulty by- in this is that is that uh, you know you can tell it's sixty seven point seven decibels. Okay. What you have to have is sort of what a record is or or what that is equivalent to. All right. So this yeah. is a cat that purred as loud as a household vacuum. Really? Yep. How big was the cat? Did it say? Um, I believe it was 307 pounds. <laughs> I honestly, they didn't say. I have had no sleep apnea real bad. Yeah. <laughs> the Reggie White of cats. <laughs> R.I.P. Reggie. Yeah, he was a great player. You, man. But what's great is like, I was digging around for these. You know, I was just like, I, I, I got to find uh, the, the dumbest records possible. Right. And as, as soon as you type something like this in, Google gives you suggestions. And this is what I knew that, A, I'm not alone in my uh, in my search, and right. that everybody has the same ideas as I have, because one of the top suggestions by Google was, "How long is the world record's longest fart?" Nice, <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, that uh, dubious distinction goes to a Bernard Clemens, <laughs> Bernie Clemens, <laughs> who farted for two minutes and forty two seconds straight. <laughs> two minutes and forty two seconds. So, I mean, let's just be real. If you rip one for like four or five seconds, it's like a total stomach emptying fart. It is one of the better feelings in the world. But uh, this it, guy has, a, this like, guy has that was a, a long fart. He's got know? a fart the length of an FM single. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you could put this on the air and you would. Yeah. I mean, you could. I, I would love to hear. They're like. And now coming up, Bernie Clemens with his latest hit. <laughs> Enjoy. And it's like. Well, and I mean, like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I just I'm having a hard time with that one. Is it like continuous fart? Yeah, yeah, kid, nonstop. Because there is, I mean, some people can make themselves fart on con- or fart on command. Yeah, yeah, which is a bit weird, but it's just kind of a gaseous. <laughs> yeah, I, air I feel thing. like it's very impressive. I would have to agree. <laughs> it's just a good parlor trick, you know. <laughs> Our boy Lepetto Maine. Uh, absolutely. The flatulist from you the got, late yep. 19th century. If you don't know about Lepetto Maine, 
Uh, Google it to your best spelling. It'll probably pop up. Yes. This guy was a professional farter. No and shit. He, he was a flatulist. He would sell out uh, audio, like he would sell out uh, stadiums practically in France in the late 19th century, and would just uh, do amazing things like uh, make farts that uh, sounded like uh, different animals. Mikey and I have been digging Lepetamine for about a decade now. <laughs> when actually. I found that guy, <laughs> it was just it made my day. So, but yes, two, almost three minutes of, of nonstop farting, man. So going back to the watermelon thing, I saw a video the other day about this guy. How many rubber bands does it take to slice a watermelon in half? I've, yes, I've seen many of these. Videos. I think it was like 300, 230, yeah. something like that. But when he put the last one on, mm-hmm. it was pretty vicious. Like yeah, I it saw starts to break and then, man, that thing snaps yep. and just flies up in the air. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty intense. Yeah. Fun watch. But again... Just dumb human interest. You know? Well, there was a lot of these videos in the beginning of like the YouTube era that caught people's attention, and the watermelon rubber band game was one of them. Another one, if you remember, uh, was uh, how many T-shirts can you put on? Okay. And so, of course, you'd have these great fail videos, like someone getting caught in their T-shirts and having a panic attack, which I fully understand. Like, you're basically in a cotton coffin. Right, And right. this one girl broke down and was crying. And uh, But yes, yeah, so uh, th- there is a record for that, too. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, it just sounds like the worst idea ever. If you've ever like worn a shirt that's too small for longer than uh, you know, I don't know, an hour or something like that, it's it's very uncomfortable. I'm already claustrophobic. I don't like anything yeah. tight fitting. You are, on that's me. your biggest fear. I damn absolutely. I don't like. I don't like tight spaces. Yeah. 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 If you guys ever want to uh, really get at Randy, if you don't like him, bury him alive. Bury me alive. <laughs> I'll I'll find a way to try to fucking kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of dark. We, sorry. <laughs> The darkest joke. <laughs> um, so then we have the loudest, the loudest burp in the world. I couldn't find the loudest fart. I'm sure it's out there. I just was kind of browsing through these. Loudest burp in the world it goes to a guy named Paul Hun, and his burp was 109.9 decibels. That's roughly the same loudness as a running chainsaw from three feet away. <laughs> Holy Lord, yep. man! Yep. So you, everybody's heard somebody burp really loud. It's always very impressive. It absolutely. I'm such a child when it comes to that. Like, don't get me wrong. I uh, like to read the news and I, uh, I, I like to think about adult things. But at the end of the day, man, you give me a good fart, a good burp. It's I'm gonna laugh. It's just the way it works. Especially like those stomach clearing, just like belches. Yeah, a belch. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like a gnarly beer burp or something like that yeah. they're just loud and some people's burps are just inherently loud the old All barney gumble man <laughs> well continuing on the uh super immature uh streak here <laughs> uh this one i don't think this one is affiliated with guinness but it is there's a video of it and i think some other like uh you know fact finding agency bush league yeah. uh, thing but it's most number of candles extinguished by farts no shit five uh, five candles. A guy named Gerard Jesse of the Philippines broke the world record uh, by farting on and putting out five candles. Oh, at once. All right. I was wondering yeah. if it was a time letter if it was in one gust. Yeah, I think it was one gust. It was five candles. The video is out there. So if you really are, if you have some time on your hands, you know, check it out. I wonder if I could give that guy a run for his money. You should. There are. We're going to get into some uh, records that you may be able to set at home. Cool. Uh, hardest kick to the groin. Holy Lord. 22 miles per hour. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah. Kirby Roy is the recipient of the most painful award, hardest kick to the groin. He survived a 22-mile-per-hour blow from American Gladiator MMA master Justice Smith with over 1,100 pounds of force. 
1,100 pounds. So they say Mike Tyson's hooks were about seven to 800 pounds of pressure. Yeah. I mean, a leg from an American gladiator, an MMA fighter. Oh, my God, yeah. man. So yeah. that's harder than Mike Tyson punching you in the nuts as yeah. hard as he can. Yeah, and he volunteered for this. Man, oh, man. Something he, tells me he's into this. Either that or he was neutered. And it could, no, it. They, they, I think I don't think the <sighs> thing would count then. Yikes, he was a eunuch. Yeah, can you imagine the the, the record people that come out there and examine his balls? They're like, mm, seems about normal. Seems about right. Definitely Good. smashed. Weight is proper. <laughs> temperature is slightly below his body temperature. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're outside your body. That's it. Uh, loudest scream. Some fucking five year old girl. God, no, I know they're really. That's the most <laughs> shrill scream. Yeah, I guess. Ah. This was actually. Uh, There's two records that were set that I found. One was from a, a teacher in Northern Ireland. Her name was Annalisa Flanagan. And I believe that her father killed the guy who started the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> but she won in 1994 by shouting quiet at 120.7 decibels. That's louder than a jet engine. Whoa. But her record was eventually shattered by Jill Drake, herself a British teacher. Oh, who, there yes, we are. Back into the Irish-British. Yeah, who uh, is the, uh, the niece of the Guinness Book World Records guy who got killed. And cousin uh, to Drake the Rapper. <laughs> yes. She shouted 129 decibels. So there you go. And it's a, it's a logarithmic scale. Imagine too, being so. married to her and getting into an argument. Uh, oh, my God. She would win every time. Every 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 time, dude. Uh, then you find stupid shit like uh, the record number of twerkers. Yeah. Now, you got to love this. I hear you sighing. Come yeah. on, man. It's fun. I'm I'm a get off my lawn kind of guy nowadays. I feel I feel you like are. We've already older than I am. You're the I oldest thirty nine year old on the planet. <laughs> uh, so when you see even saying the word twerk, even though we grew up listening to rap music where they constantly talked about twerking, I still do and still listen to it. But yeah, I guess I'm this, a little bit of a hypocrite on that. It's all end. right. It's all right. Rapper Big Freedia, I think that's correct. I, obviously, this is <laughs> this is the only uh, the only thing the only record he set. I think was. Uh, Guinness World Book of Records for simultaneous twerking at Herald Square in New York City on September 25th, 2013. But the following year, he broke it by doing it at the Central City Festival in New Orleans. How many people? Uh, there were thousands. And actually, what's great is if you look at the picture, find a picture of it. Because yeah. uh, it is 90% white people. Uh. And you can just tell. It's a still shot, and you can still tell that they don't know how to twerk quite right. They look at, Imagine your own mother out there is like, so I just kind of just shake, like, drop my butt like I'm a up and down. A few weeks ago, I showed up for a flash dance, <laughs> yeah. and this week I read about a world record they were setting. <laughs> so I showed up downtown, and I participated in the twerk record. Do you know what twerking is? <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, mom, yeah, I, yeah. I do. Check out these videos I got. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm Let good. me show you what it really looks like. It's sound like a juvenile <laughs> back that ass yeah, video. Yeah, it's just bouncing or whatever. You're like, no, no, no. You have a white mom's ass. There's no movement there on those. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Ma, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, see what it looks like uh, with you shaking your ass in your flat-bottomed Lee jeans. Uh, then we have uh, the largest pinata, which is, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's Was pretty it Mexico? impressive. Uh no I don't know and actually it was in the U S and the and actually it was a promotional thing for M and M's okay but the size of it is, is pretty impressive because it was fourteen meters tall wow so almost right. fifty feet tall yeah wow that is a think about that that's almost five stories or it's you know that is five stories tall yeah five story and it was jam packed of some sort of new M M&M and M they don't give you a bat they give you a twelve gauge that would be fucking awesome <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome 
Basically, <laughs> blindfold you. Yeah, yeah, the way yeah. they did blindfold you, spin you around. Yeah, and start and firing in the air. Everybody, they were like, "Who greenlit this fucking promotional product? We just killed seven children." But we are are releasing blue M&M's. He said these M&M's feel real squishy. Okay, so we got uh, a few more uh, weird records. All right. We have the world's longest cigar. Hmm. Uh, Any idea? You want to take a guess at this? 28 inches. (laughs) Almost 269 feet. What? Yeah, man. Holy Lord. Stretched 268 feet, 4 inches, or uh, most of the length of a football field. Uh, it was uh, resting on tables uh, through El Moro, an old Spanish fort overlooking Havana Bay in Cuba. It was for an international tourism fair. I figured it was in Cuba, yeah. Uh, and huh. then they have uh, World's Ugliest Man. Harvey Weinstein? Clint Howard. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's obviously very subjective. <laughs> well, I love Clint Howard. I hate Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Probably would have gone with Harvey Weinstein. And then, okay, so then we have records that, like, if you guys at home are bored and you're like, I, I feel like maybe I want to try this out, there are some that I found in this article that somewhat dated, so maybe you want to update this and make sure before you really get into it. But uh, one is the most sticky notes on the face in one minute. All right. How many? 58. Eh, it's less than one a second. Yeah, and uh, it, the, the sticky notes have to measure the standard post-it notes, which is a minimum of 73 millimeters on each side. They must be placed there by an individual themselves. They must remain attached for a minimum of 10 seconds after the minute is over, and they may not be attached to the eyelids. I wonder if you could put them together beforehand or just individually pop them on there. I don't know. I would guys, imagine probably individual. You guys want to go for it. You should look into it and see. Uh, most saltine crackers eaten in one minute. Now, this used to be uh, a favorite uh, joke of mine to people because you would tell people, be like, you can't eat more than seven in one minute. And everybody, well, you know, 20 years ago was like, of course I can, dude. But you can't have any water. And a lot of people have uh, described it as uh, tasting like a mummy's dick. (laughs) And uh, yeah, most of the time, I mean, I've never seen, I've never personally seen anybody get past seven, but the world record is 10 in one minute, which is way more impressive than you think it is, but still achievable. Remember the time we had our buddy uh, try to drink a gallon of milk in we did. one hour? I did. Okay, so this, this is, is awesome. This is a great one uh, because the, my, uh, our our same friend that did the milk thing also tried the saltine thing. Okay. So I knew I had a, a receptive audience. <laughs> I was like, if you do this, I was like, if you drink a gallon of milk in an hour. I was like, I will eat an entire stick of butter. That's right. And he was dead set because he was like, I fucking love milk, dude. He's like, of course I'll do it. And the entire experience was insane to watch it because was. the first 20 minutes, he was just, I mean, he got through three quarters of a gallon in the first 20 minutes. And then uh, he hit a wall. And I remember him saying, quote unquote, I feel like I'm on drugs. <laughs> yep. I don't feel very well. And he actually finished the gallon. But you can't throw up. So that's the rule. You can't throw up. And I remember we were literally counting down. It was 10 seconds. And I was like, this dude's about to do this. And I'm going to have to eat a whole stick of butter. And uh, he threw up at about four seconds. And well, he knew it was coming. So he was over the sink. And he threw up. And I was like, you know what, man? It was such a valiant effort. I was like, I will eat a half a stick. Half a stick. I remember this. And uh, it. Uh, as soon as I put a quarter stick in my mouth, I was gagging everywhere and vomiting. 
So, uh, you know, but yeah, he also tried the, uh, the salting cracker thing though. There was alcohol involved and all that. Always. There's, yeah. Of course there absolutely. is. I mean, some dude, if you're trying to, you know, I don't know any of these fucking <laughs> ideas, you have to be sort of out of your mind. Yeah. A have bit. a good buzz going to try some shit like that. This, uh, last one here is, I don't even see how this record set, but it seems maybe some, one of you guys out there may be able to pull this off, but it's the most marshmallows eaten in one minute. Hmm. And the record at the time of this uh, article I read was 25. That's pretty strong. They have to be standard size. They can't be mini or giant. Obviously, you can't go mini. And right. if you did giant, then God bless you. <laughs> and they can only be eaten one at a time. There's no drinking allowed during the attempt either. Oh, now, man. the record for me and the most marshmallows I would eat in one minute is uh, zero because they're gross as fuck. Thank man. you. I was about to say, I hate marshmallows. Ugh, and even was- on like s'mores, it's my least favorite part. I'd rather have a s'more with just some melted chocolate and a graham cracker. <laughs> I can do the s'mores <laughs> if it's like melted, but it's, yeah, it has to, it's, 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 it's part of the whole thing, you know, but uh, like just dry marshmallows. Now, when I was a kid, Though I remember very well uh, making an entire bowl of Lucky Charms marshmallows and taking all of the other products out. <laughs> and what's funny is like my son uh, likes Lucky Charms uh-huh. and I find myself wanting a bowl of cereal and I'm picking all the marshmallows out, out. Yeah. and just eating the oats. something yeah, about that the with oat, the yeah. oat cereal. Yeah. Whatever that is, man. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. I mean, there's some really weird ones. There's plenty out there. Like I didn't really even get into... The sexual ones about how many uh, dudes have fucked one chick. Uh, there's there, obviously a record. There's a video of that out there. There's multiple <laughs> videos, I imagine. So uh, I don't know. But, uh, you know, have fun with it. Go look and find some weird ones and, uh, you know, hit us up. Tell us uh, some other interesting ones that you found. Some that you think you could break or yeah. something along those lines. Or something that you've tried. Yeah. yeah some know. records that you've tried. That's always a fun story. Yeah. I saw the guy who uh, had the record for the most toothpicks stuck in a beard. Okay. 3,500. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's like a porcupine. Yeah, it was kind of crazy looking. I don't even know. That's the thing. I mean, imagine like you uh, graduate from college and you get hired on at Guinness or whatever, and this is what you do. You're like, you, I can't imagine. They probably get a lot of, well, they don't, they definitely get a lot of strange offers for yeah. records and stuff, and they have to decide now which ones you can do. But I, uh, I would love to hear some of the ones that they turned down. I remember reading, uh, they had a world record day. Where they put a day out there and was like, look, if you're trying to set a world record, do it on this day. Okay. And they sent people to like 60 different countries, all kinds of teams to go out and verify all the records. Yeah. And it was like one of the, I think they, they wound up setting like 200 something records at one day. And okay. it was little, it was, it was kind of dumb shit, like toothpicks in a beard or whatever, yeah. or marshmallows in a minute. But I guess you get the certificate. It's a little certificate. It says Guinness World Record. And, it's an achievement. You put uh, yeah. it on your resume. That's exactly yeah. right. No, all right. So time person of the year, 2006. That was World me. record holder for uh, yeah, toothpicks right. in the beard. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this fireside chat. And uh, again, if you have any cool ideas or records that you uh, want to try to challenge or throw out there to let us know about, definitely hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And if you have any ideas on shows you want us to do, we have gotten some really cool suggestions and we're, we're about to do some of those and we will certainly give you a shout out for those ideas and uh, appreciate uh, you guys for listening. Absolutely. Thanks for the support. Tune in next week for our next episode of Asshole Court. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you next week.